Hello, everybody. This is the Common Sense American, and I hope you're having a very good holiday season so far. I didn't do a podcast last week because I was pretty busy, and I just imagine uh, many of you were as well. Um, and I thought about doing sort of a holiday themes uh, show this week, but I think I'm going to hold off on that until later in the month. And um, this week, I wanted to really talk about something that had uh, it's been coming into sort of my peripheral vision in the past uh, few months and really hit home a couple of weeks ago. Um, some of you may know, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but my family has, has owned a small business, uh, my parents have, for, for 37 years. And um, they have, they're in prime position to see how the American public differs uh, over the years and decades and how they act and how they function. And one of the most startling changes uh, is, well, in addition to, I think their number one change is that human beings to them have become just less social. They have less social ability, less charm, less charisma. They can't look you in the eye. They mumble. They shift about. They're like teenagers. They never grew up. And um, I think they're under of the belief, and I am as well, that this is in direct relation to the uh, technology and the screens and the sheer amount of it that everybody ingests on any given day. Um, it's turning people into robots. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. They're, they're losing the ability to be able to uh, interact with somebody face-to-face. -face. Uh, it makes them uncomfortable. It makes them nervous and awkward. It makes them um, scared in a, in a lot of ways, and it's clear. And we're talking about 30, 40, 50-year-olds who just they're obviously uncomfortably being out there, and they never used to be. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, this was not the case. People were just people, and they could speak, and they could look you in the eye, and they had inflection in their tones, and they spoke, and they had emotion. All of that seems to be draining away. Uh, when the pandemic came about, it was replaced very quickly by fear. Uh, but the other thing that the pandemic put into stark relief, again, comparing... Uh, customers of old to customers now and, and the way uh, that we've just viewed the public is a, a really shocking disconnect between people and the things that go around, uh, um, that just spin around them and create their world for them, basically. The, how things operate in the world and their understanding of that. For example, the supply chain. Uh, the supply chain obviously has been an issue from the start. It's been an issue for years. It's been an issue from the start of the lockdowns because, of course, it would have to be. Uh, but what's amazing about this is that during the first few months and even uh, well before it became nationwide news that supply chains were an issue, um, every single business basically on the planet, including ours, was well aware of it because it happened almost immediately and it hasn't gotten any better if it's just gotten worse. Um, but it seemed like it just seemed logical. That was to be expected when you make these moves. And they're so hugely impactful to the entire world, not just the country. And so how things are delivered to a store, you know, that has changed drastically. 
So when you tell someone, you know, we're out of stock, we, we, we can't get it. They were always, I think my parents, and people who work there, they're always stunned at the confused look that they get from people. And the number one response to that was why? What do you mean why? How, how disconnected can you be? Do you not understand how this works? It's amazing how little people understand how business works. There are still people, I believe, who will walk in the stores and get all mad that they don't have something because they believe that this product is magically being manufactured in the back room somewhere and everyone's just laying down on the job. Uh, completely ignorant of the vast cycle and chain that is necessary these days to get any product into that store and into your home. Or into your home, you know, shipped and cutting out the store, which of course is causing a huge amount of damage to all stores. Um, but that's another that's another subject. The, the the point is, there doesn't appear to be any understanding in these people's minds about how this all works. What do you mean why? How can you not know this? How can you not be aware of what's happening? How can you not understand? Well, what, what do you mean? Why did the price go up? What do you mean why did the price go up? The cost of shipping has skyrocketed because the cost of oil has skyrocketed. So the cost of gas has skyrocketed. So the cost of getting this product here has skyrocketed. Hence, we have to pay more for this product. So you have to pay more for this product. It isn't complicated. It's inevitable when this happens. When gas prices go up, everything goes up. Because that's, that's what determines the cost of moving things around the country or around the world. See, planes, boats, trucks... See, these things require gas. They require people to run them. When you have labor shortages, when you have extreme gas prices, don't be surprised when you can't get stuff, and when you can get it, it's expensive. But that's what I mean. That's a very small example. That's just the tip of the iceberg of... It's, it, it began to occur to me that people don't know anything. They don't know anything about the powers that be that basically run their lives. They don't know anything. They, they, don't, they, they know nothing. They don't know how anything works. They don't know, I'm not saying everybody has to be mechanics, but they don't know anything. They don't know anything about their cars. They don't know anything about their lawnmower. They don't know anything about electricity. They don't know anything about how a board gets nailed to another board. They, they don't know anything. And, you know, there's a, there's a very, we have very comfortable, cushy lives. We have to do very, very little to survive in this world. You know, nobody builds their own home anymore. Nobody grows their own food anymore. Nobody uh, fixes their own cars anymore. No, nobody does this anymore. It's, it's very rare. There are a few, but it's just extremely rare. Whereas, you know, at the dawn of, of the country, of course, everybody had to do this. Everybody, every human. And the difference between then and now is that it's, I suppose it's inevitable. It's just... It's a logical sequence of events. The less you have to know to survive, the less you're going to know because it, you're not going to do it. You're not going to learn about it. What difference does it make? Someone else is going to do it. Someone else knows about it. So you don't have to. Which has resulted in the most ignorant, incapable people that has ever existed. You could make the argument that with all this extra time, they don't have to devote to doing those things to stay alive, that they could better themselves, but I don't see that happening. You know, education's in the toilet, and people are dumber than they have ever been. 
according to every test standardized measure we've got. The internet has not made people smarter, it's made people a whole lot dumber. They have to look up the most amazing things. Things that, I, I'm not a genius. I don't know, and I, I, I consider myself very ignorant myself on a lot of things, which is why I try to learn every single day. But it always amazes me what people don't know. They don't know the, the simplest things, whereas uh, 100 years ago or even 50 years ago, people would be going, what are you, 12? How do you not know this? You know, how do you not know how this works? It's the simplest thing. There is, I, I made a joke uh, a couple of weeks ago during one of my podcasts where eventually uh, there's so many services and people doing everything for, uh, for us that there's going to be people who come in and change our light bulbs because we won't do it or don't even know how to do it. That's the scary part. At what point do people, we have to hire people to tie our shoes and feed us? You think it can't happen, but we've already gone a long way down that slippery slope. And I learned that uh, some years ago, my mother had been contacting one of her cousins, and they're very well off, certainly more better off than any of us are. And they, you know, my mother made the same joke about, you know, when, you know, hiring people to screw the light bulbs. And they said, oh, we have people do that. We have people to come in to do that. I think they meant that they came in to replace bulbs they couldn't reach or something. They had really high ceilings. I mean, I assume that's what they meant. I have to assume that's what I'm sure that's what they meant. But even so, think about that for a minute. They weren't going to even get on a ladder. You know, and if it was a special light bulb, they had no would have no clue how to replace it. It's in their own home. When you come to think about it and you come to really uh, think about what operates around you and what you could fix if something went wrong. One of the reasons why the supply chain is such a big issue is people, because people can't fix anything. People can't repair anything. We've become a nation that re relies on new stuff because that's what we, we can't deal with anything that's old. A, yes, we are spoiled, and yes, we are entitled, and people have a lot of money. I don't care what anybody says, because if we didn't, then the costs of all the high-ticket items would not be through the roof, and people would not be buying them, but they are. People have a lot of money. They have a lot of time. And with both of those things, they've learned to do nothing. They've learned to do absolutely nothing with what's around them. Now, I'm not saying you should know how to fix your modem if it breaks, you know. I'm not saying you should rip apart your, your refrigerator to fix something. But you know what? We have things that fail all the time in the store. For example, uh, the freezer could fail um, and has failed. We have had a produce cooler, for example. It's failed many times over the years. Do you know how much one of those things costs? My parents could never afford to replace the entire thing over and over and over again. They couldn't afford to replace everything that breaks in that store. My father had to know how to fix it, had to learn how to fix it. The compressor was, was, there was something wrong with it. Okay, well, there has to be a way to fix this and it's gotta be cheaper than a new produce cooler. It's our only chance, it's our livelihood, we gotta do it. And he figured it out and did it. Over and over and over again, new problems would crop up with other machines and other things. Now he's not, he wasn't trained in this. He didn't go to school for it. He grew up in the, with his father fixing just about everything on the planet because that's how they lived. They didn't have a ton of money. So they made a lot of stuff. They grew a lot of their own food, understood how difficult it was to grow your food. So don't get all 
you know, uppity about the cost of an organic piece of food that comes into the store from God knows where and goes to your doorstep with you having to do anything. I garden, people who do garden and have vegetable gardens know exactly how difficult, how much effort and how much knowledge is required to get any amount of, of food out of, out of a garden. It's, it's amazing what you have to battle from bugs to disease to things you can't control like the weather. None of this enters into the minds of people when they go out and buy stuff and buy food. They go, whatever. I'll just buy it. Who cares? I don't, and why does it cost so much? I don't understand. What do you mean you understand? You're lucky it doesn't cost $50 for an orange. And, you know, like the, the cooler, the, the, the produce cooler costs a lot of money. They had to fix. This is just one example. How much money he has saved us and our family over the years for fixing things on our cars. Again, yes, he was a mechanic, but he wasn't trained in it. That was all self-taught, like his father before him, to keep things on the road. Cars are the absolute worst. Well, it's not an investment because investments actually could gain money. These always lose money, of course. So it's a cost. It's the biggest cost and worst cost that Americans incur uh, every single year, and it's insane. And the amount of money you waste on cars, if you added it up, oh, by the way, don't forget interest. If you added it up over the course of your lifetime, you will be stunned. It's like half a million dollars, if not more. It's terrifying. And people do it all the time. They don't think about it. All they think about is the monthly payment. The monthly payment is another one of those things uh, provided by services. Oh, it's only eight bucks a month, you know. Also, another thing that has served to just completely disassociate us with how much money is going out and where it's coming from, all, all of that. I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent here, but it's it's all related. And you know, I you should know. I'm no mechanic, I don't want to be, but you should know how to change your own oil. You should know simple things, like maybe how to diagnose something that goes wrong in something, and maybe it is fixable. Maybe it's something very simple that would save you the cost of buying something brand new to replace it. In electronics, probably not, unless you're trained in that field, which is another big problem because everything's going electronic. So, we, we, you know, it's becoming very difficult to do. But even then, you know, you can always learn. You can learn things, simple things. You know, I, I there was a girl I had uh, dated once who um, she came home once and said, you know, there's something wrong with the car. And I said, well, what? What? And she goes, well, I don't, I don't know. There's obviously just something wrong. It's making a weird noise, and I, I got to bring it in. And she didn't want to diagnose any further than that. Did not want to go. Didn't even care. I was going to bring it to the mechanic and say, here's this is the sound it makes. This is what it does. And I mean, that's not why I broke up with her. That's that, that I'm not. I'm not quite that anal. I, but I, I remember thinking, you know, that's this is just another example. You know, you're not going to make any effort to try to figure this out on your own, to just say, well, I don't know what that is. Maybe it really is something extremely simple. And even if a mechanic does have to fix it, you would know what it is and you'd be up to date on how much this costs. You would have a better idea as if the mechanic is trying to rip you off. You would uh, bring it to them with some knowledge and say, look, this is what's wrong. And you could also maybe also buy the part yourself, which very often, I mean, some garage won't let you do because they want the, to mark the markup on the parts that they buy so they can charge you more. But many garages will, will just put on parts that, uh, that you buy too. Say, I've got the thing, just put it on because I found out what it is. And, a lot of, and it, was, it wasn't complicated. In her case, it was just brake pads that were gone. 
And I mean gone. She had driven them way past the point where they were squealing to the point where they're grinding. And when it's grinding, it means it's metal on metal and the pad's completely gone. And at that point, you could, of course, uh, warp the rotor. Now, that is just a little tidbit, a little common piece of knowledge that everybody who owns a vehicle should have in their head. It doesn't matter if you're not a mechanic, but these are just the little things about you use this every single day. It is something that is extraordinarily important to your life. You don't know anything about it. How does that not scare you? Or something that happens in the house, something that, you know, that what you know, you want to make you want a table for something, or you want a little something like this. You can't build it, you can't even think about constructing something like that. Imagine what that skill, even if it's basic, even if it's just the simplest. A uh, little bit of experience you might have in constructing something. Imagine how much more beneficial and how much that could save you in the long run. Uh, you know, I, I have parents who built their house from the ground up stick by stick. My grandparents did the same. My whole, my entire family has done that. Not everybody does that. But all our ancestors did do that. Now, when something went wrong in that house, when something went wrong on that property, they were calling people. They built it. They brought it there. They were the ones who went about trying to fix it. It was actually considered a very weak thing to turn to somebody, anybody, and say, I can't do this, you gotta help me. Generally, it was only women who did that, single women. Men who had done all this and built all this up from the ground, they were expected to understand some of these things and how they work. Now, they weren't all going to know it. They might, yeah, they're probably gonna muck it up and make some mistakes, that's part of it. But it was sort of essential. Nobody could afford all these services. And they took pride in knowing something about the world that goes on about around them. They took great pride in understanding how some things worked. If your mower busts, why? Is it really unfixable? Do you really have to spend three grand on a new one? Probably not. It's a very simple machine. I again, I'm not a mechanic. I, you know. But you know certain things the more you use it. And once you get it repaired once, maybe you don't know anything, right? You ask the person, well, what was it? How do I prevent it from happening again? Can I? Was it a freak thing? Or did I, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Or, and if it does happen again, can I fix it myself? What would I need? What tools would I need? What part would I need? Why don't we want to learn these things? Why don't we want to take these, these steps? Is it because we don't have enough time? I don't buy that. Even a half a second do I not buy that. Same reason I don't buy the excuse people don't have time to exercise, baloney. Most of you do. Some of you don't, most of you do. And everybody has a little bit of time to learn a bit, little bit more about their world that they inhabit every single day. And it's stunning to me that they know nothing. How can you just be finding out about the supply chain issues now? You don't have to be in business to know this. You should have known this from the start. This was going to happen. This was going to be inevitable. Inflation was going to be inevitable. And how this impacts you was going to be inevitable. This is all going to happen. How you could not know. And how people can say why when you say you're out of stock or can't get something. It's like a talking to a child. Why? Yes, it's our fault that we can't. It's nothing to do with us. Trust me, they're... All people are... Store owners, they're desperately trying to, to fill their shelves. Which is why... Biden's uh, recent comment demanding that stores put stuff on their shelves, you know what? It just shows how disconnected our entire government is. Why? Because they're run by Democrats, and they're the ones who tend to be the most disconnected with reality. 
speaking from their ivory towers and so-called higher education, and not one of them a self-made individual who could probably fix a mower. I'd be interested to find the Democrat who built their house from the ground up or really would. And I don't mean a log cabin in the trees because you're because you know you want to live off the grid or whatever. Um, I, I mean, they they just it does seem to me that the farther left you are, the more clueless you are about everything practical. You know, God forbid you get your hands dirty. God forbid you learn something that that people who are in the services know and that you could easily know as well but choose not to because, I don't know, what is it beneath you? But you don't care. You'll suck up more resources and suck up more time than everybody else and be and continue to be just basically an ignorant leech and just to say, I can't do anything and everything has to be done for me. How does that not... Humiliate you? How does that not? How is that not a little embarrassing? You know, so many things that go wrong. My my snowblower really was not doing what I wanted it to do. There's something off. I could tell. I didn't know what it was. It was a little embarrassing to go to my father and say, I, "I don't want to buy a new snowblower. Can you figure out what's up?" But I want to stand there and watch him work on it. And you know, maybe I could learn something. And these are just things that nobody seems to want to do. And no one seems to think that they should. Because, again, survival has become so easy. It's become such a simple thing. You get up in the morning, you go about your business, not really understanding just how much is going into your, your entire survival from other people and services. And you don't know anything about it. You don't know anything works. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know, you know, this whole grow local or shop local or farm to table. People have no clue. It's a, they're all buzzwords. They're buzzwords for the left. That's all they are. I don't know anything about it. Local means nothing if the local farm next to you is using all the bad stuff and chemicals that all the big places use. Local's irrelevant unless it can get to you in a certain amount of time and still be good when you get it. Local and organic and non, you know, non-treated, which is the right thing to do. It's the right way to go. That is the food you want to eat. But asking for, you know, an organic pineapple in January in New England is stupid. <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? Do you know where you are? Do you know where you live? Do you, do you understand how difficult that's going to be? You could probably find a pineapple. It's not going to be very good. You can find one. It's A, not going to be organic, probably, and B, not going to be very good. It's the way it is. We're not in Hawaii. The understanding of, of where you are and what it takes to the sheer amount of stuff that is flying around out there, you know, it, it's stunning to me how little people seem to care and how little they seem to care about their surroundings and what they think they should know about it. Again, I'm not saying you should be an expert on all these things, that you should be a, you know, a renaissance man and understand this and that and can fix anything that... that you know, breaks. But I'm not saying that. I can't. Most people can't. But you've got to be better than what you are. You would think. Give yourself some credit and take these chances and, and learn. We're not learning anything, it seems to me. And that's the scary part. We take sound bites from the news. We do, you know, that's about all we do. It's the extent of our knowledge on anything. And that's a bad way to be. It's just a bad way to be. So anyway, I just want to throw that out there. If you have any, you know, impending New Year's resolutions, I think maybe this would be a good one for most people to have. I have it, and I keep trying. There's so many things I don't know. So many things I, I wish I knew and, and don't, and there's no excuse, really.
uh, you know, I won't become an expert. I won't, I won't become a master at certain things, but I'll know them and they can be very beneficial to me and have been in the past, the things that I've learned. And they can be to you as well. So that's it for this week. Uh, once again, I appreciate you listening. Uh, I don't do any explicit content, so you're always, you know, if there's kids in the room, no big deal. And we'll listen at work, which you probably shouldn't do, but again, no big deal. And uh, if you want to sign up, feel free. I don't ask for personal information. I don't send you emails and I don't do ads. So very, very simple, very straightforward. And uh, I respect your privacy and I appreciate listening. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you.